notice with your host, Parks, and why not? Oh, sorry, I didn't see you guys. <laughs> Welcome back. It's another episode of Advanced Notice. It's been a while. It's been a little while longer than usual, but uh, we're back. We're back, and uh, today we actually have a lot to discuss. We have Advanced now coming to its close, uh, all of the leagues now coming to their logical conclusion, and relegation now underway for ECL. So, uh, joined by Parks, as per usual. Say hi, say hello. Hi, I'm alive, unlike uh, my other host here. Somebody is yeah. very, very not feeling well, so this yeah. is uh, going to be an interesting episode for sure. Yeah, feeling a little bit under the weather, weather. but we, we, we can start actually by kicking things off and talking about those advanced standings. We have those up ahead of us just to discuss what happened to the end of the season we saw a lot of teams actually unexpectedly i would say personally make a very deep run uh, unjustified in particular yeah you talk about unjustified a big team as well that made a really deep run was that 15th seed in uh, philadelphia liberty they made it all the way to the upper finals uh, unfortunately they were not able to get over the hump with unjustified um but a good run from them i think within the first day Pretty much everybody's bracket had been ruined by kinship as well, because uh, maybe it was maybe it was Philadelphia Liberty. I, I don't remember which team exactly broke my bank. kinship had had beaten Limitless, and that was where mine. Yeah, that, that was, was probably, already that was probably the one where it got everybody because everybody expected Limitless to make a dip, deep run, and they did. They did get to the uh, the lower bracket um, round five, which is just before the lower finals. Uh, they lost to Unjustified there, of course, but. You know, at the end of the day, Mythic were the ones to come out triumphant. They won, uh, I believe it was a 3-0. They had a map advantage. Um, or maybe it was 3-1. I think it might have been 3-1. Either way, Mythic are into, into ECL next uh, next season. And of course, there are teams currently battling out to uh, find who else will join them up top. Um, so we're still, we're still waiting on those um, results. But the advanced season is done, of course. Season 40 is done. Yeah, I think uh, I think it was a three zero. Yeah, I think that they uh, took the first two maps with that man event or that uh, map advantage. Excuse me, you were talking about, and also another surprise to me at the very least was uh, Touchpoint not really having the greatest of runs either, going out uh, in the first round to Levitate and then winning out up against Rectify in the lower bracket, meeting Limitless and losing out inevitably there as well. Who Limitless also made a pretty deep run in the lower bracket to meet Unjustified in that semifinal, where, like you said, Unjustified faced up against Philadelphia Liberty, none other than them once again after beating them uh, 2-0, I believe. Or no, actually, it was a it was a 2-1 uh, game, excuse me. Yeah, but they, they had won that one out to face Mythic in the finals, and that was a pretty good match, um, all things considered. The first game was a little bit of a blowout, but a great game nonetheless played by Mythic really good all the way through and on that second map it was a 60 to 12 scoreline on vertigo which i actually thought was going to be a little bit more dominant for mythic but seeing as unjustified made that run now in relegation they've still been looking pretty good so all in all i think that the the advanced season probably ended at the end very like the very end probably about how people would have expected it the team is probably expecting to make the the runs that they had but unjustified going that little bit farther um and i think that that bodes really well for them moving forward yeah you know uh Advance wasn't the only thing happening, of course. We uh, finally got to see some of our compatriots over in EU play. Uh, and Tony has been chomping at the bit until he got oh, sick yes. to talk about this. He has got a lot he wants to get off his chest. So before his chest collapses, <laughs> we'll get him in here. 
All right, you got you got the floor, sir. I'm I'm listening. I'm always yeah yeah. I do I do have quite a lot to say. It it might take a take a minute here, but uh, I'm gonna try and use all the breath I've got in me. So first, I want to talk about statistics. Before we talk about the actual results, I think it's important that we contextualize those results with how the individuals had played. So on the side of complexity, starting out with them, probably the team that I was expecting a little bit less than they put out from, but also hoping for a little more than they actually did. It was JT not really playing the best Counter-Strike that we've seen from him at this level most recently, but he's obviously not the intended fragger in the first place. It's just somebody that you would hope would put up decent enough numbers for the team to continue to find success. Other than that, though, I think that Floppy really went above and beyond for the team as everybody else did their jobs as best as they could. Junior, a little bit lackluster on the AWP for my money. And moving forwards, I really hope that he can figure himself out because once he does, I think that they're actually going to be a force to, rec to be reckoned with. Um, with Grim not really being able to find his comfortability level either, seeing as he's kind of floating between players who aren't exactly comfortable yet in, the, in their own right. So looking forward, I'd like to see how they do. But in terms of their results, we saw Complexity lose out to Heroic, Navi, both 0-2. They did, however, take uh, Astralis and Ago, AGO, to three maps. Uh, probably should have won out in the series against AGO, in all honesty. Um, probably one of their most disappointing losses that they've faced most recently. But 2-0... Um, losing out to Navi and Heroic definitely is nothing to, to be too ashamed of. And a 2-1 win over their regional competitors in EG, that's probably going to be a lot of good for them. Moving forward, seeing as they can win out that head-to-head -head duel even still. And with EG, when we talk about them, I think that they're probably my biggest disappointment for this event in terms of North American teams. I think party astronauts probably weren't really expected to do a whole lot anyway. But seeing as Evil Geniuses went into this event looking to prove something, looking to show that their individuals at the very least have what it takes... All five of their players really underperformed all across the board this time around. They really didn't have a whole lot to say. Not anybody really doing anything worth mentioning. Not even really decent play. All you can say is that there was only one player in my money uh, who didn't play bad. And it's it's automatic, uh, actually. I think individually, I think automatic had a lot of impact, although his stats might not show it. I think Breeze, he played pretty well, considering he was one of their lowest rated players most recently. Moving forwards, though, I think they're really going to need to figure out some new formula or else this roster after this long. I think we're uh, approaching like the four month mark now, if I'm not mistaken. They're probably going to need to do something about that sooner rather than later. So uh, their results for this event will be a 0-2 to all EG Navi, Astralis, and a 0-2 at 2 AGO is more devastating than it was for Complexity to lose one map to them, or to only win one map against them, excuse me, and a 1-2 uh, loss against Cole. So, all in all, probably, like I said, my biggest disappointment for that event, and I hope to see more from them soon enough. Complexity, a step in the right direction, but not quite there yet. Party Astronauts are the substitute playing in the place of Viz, who I believe will be their uh, fifth for the time being, PTR. Not really, again, expecting them to do a whole lot in this one. Did what they could. They lose out to Big, Godsend, and Liquid, all 0-2, as well as Gambit, actually, or players, as they refer to as, and a 1-2 loss against Movistar Riders. So, I mean, they managed to pull out a map. Really wasn't anticipating them finding many very big results up against these uh, rosters. Maybe a little bit more against Godsend, I had expected, but... All in all, like I said, not really the biggest end of the world thing for them. Liquid, they're actually a big hope that I have moving forwards into this event, seeing as they've now found themselves into playoffs. It's 2-0 against Heroic today, and throughout the playoffs, uh, or re regular season rather, we saw them 2-0 big, 2-0 Godsent, 0-2 to Gambit, not that big of a deal, that's okay. 2-0 PA, and then a 1-2 loss against Movistar was a little questionable, but Movistar in their own right have been very impressive throughout the event so far. So... Basically, at the end of all of this, I would just like to say Liquid, great work. Complexity, working on it, not quite there yet. Party Astronauts, expected results. Evil Geniuses, definitely need to see more from them. And in terms of statistics for Liquid, OC is looking phenomenal. 
I knew that was going to be the case, and I'm sure a lot of other players who know him have seen him. A lot of other commentators probably feel that way as well. Elige on form, Naf, not exactly at the peak that we've seen him at most recently, and Nitro and Shocks are getting it done where they have to. So that's where I stand on that, and this is how I feel about how we've seen in Europe from our North American players and teams so far. I think the weirdest thing to come out of all of this is EG had the same map count as Party Astronauts. Like, that is a little bit shocking considering the caliber of players that are on this team. Uh, and there's been so many things said about this EG squad and how underperforming they have been for months at this point. I, I honestly, I think Junior, when he did his interview uh, with, I believe it was Dust2, it was Dust2 or it was HLTV. Right. And he said that we're the 50, it's between us and Liquid 50-50 right now as to who's the best in NA. He's not wrong by any means. They're the two best teams. And I, I honestly think that uh, if complexity start really hitting their stride, they really start figuring out their identity as a team. Um, they've they've shown the flashes of brilliance, like when they went up against Astralis and when they uh, they had some close rounds against Heroic, even. So the squad is there to to be molded at this point. It's just it's going to take. I think we need to give them time, just because it is a young squad coming forward who don't really have a lot of top playing experience. Like Junior and Grim are probably the most experienced in the top echelon of this, and. Grim, the most of them all. Junior Floppy, maybe, his... definitely. Well, obviously not as tenured as Grim, but Floppy definitely has a little bit of taste there. Yeah, exactly. So, but it's it's still a young roster, so I think oh, there's yeah. plenty of time for them. So, uh, as for EG, the clock is the clock has been ticking for months now. Uh, they need results to start justifying the team. Uh, else, there are going to be some really ish, really big issues in that team in the coming weeks and you're having an old guard come in to try and help out. It's just, it's not going great. So that, yeah, that's kind of where that looks. I feel like uh, we've been saying the same talking points for EG ever since they formed, which is not something you like to hear. Um, but I, like I said, I think the one thing that actually does bode well for maybe not, maybe not the team, but uh, for the individual is that automatic hasn't looked abhorrent. To be completely honest, uh, I think that he was the player who I was expecting to have a little bit of like a, a learning curve finding his way back into Counter-Strike, especially jumping into a team that's expected to play against like top 10, top 20 teams, right? But he's actually been probably my most impressive player throughout this roster. Bree's not really doing it for me. Cirque, definitely not doing it for me. And Stewie, while he does have his impact as one of the more aggressive riflers, he's not really doing a whole lot to like change the game. So, I mean, it, it does bode well, I guess, somewhat that you've got Automatic coming back from Valorant and already looking decent to okay. Yeah, I think I think that's... I think that's where we can leave the the pro yeah. league side because like that's that's all we can report on right now. They they've um, liquid they've play um, NIP tomorrow. I think that's where we can leave it. That's something that's, to look forward that's to. That's something to leave it. Or yeah. not tomorrow, but next. Next, then when they when they do eventually play. Um, speaking of playoffs, with liquid in the playoffs, uh, we're gonna kind of go right back to the happenings uh, in the NA scene here. Um, advanced playoffs was interesting. There was uh, a lot of cases of DDoSing in uh in the playoffs and that's it usually is par for the course that some matches get ddosed but i think this was on a much larger scale than it usually is supposed to be um which is unfortunate but i think this is a lesson to all the teams that like yeah you need to be ready you need to have um you need to be you need to be ready for this to happen come it, when it comes in around next time and you need to be more careful about how you do your practicing how your ip gets leaked and uh, definitely be ready to face off against that. You don't have to have a degree in cybersecurity to avoid this. There, there are easy ways to fix it. And I think coming forward, that's going to have to be how this works. Just because 
it's so easy for people to get your IP when you're joining servers that aren't secure enough um, that this can just become an issue. And you cannot plead with beggar with betters or whoever's doing it to stop. They're gonna they're gonna do it if it can change the outcome of the game in their favor. Yeah, and that's just sad. It really is. It's yeah. sad for the people who are doing it, and it's sad for the people on the receiving end of it. Obviously, like they don't ask for that. They're just there to play their own game, to to have their own good time. Like they didn't ask for anybody to to bet on their matches. They didn't put that out there and say, "Hey guys, come on out. I want you to just watch me play only <laughs> for the sake of your financial investment." Like. It really is just unfortunate to see how sometimes at the lower levels of Counter-Strike, it devolves from Counter-Strike into uh, quite literally Russian roulette. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like quite in the most literal sense, Russian roulette. Um, aside from that, of course, the season is over. And uh, because of the delay, we've actually had a little bit of a chance to go through and uh, we get to see the early roster shakeups happen. Yeah. Uh, quite, quite dramatic. Uh, we're going to be nice and start off with the coaches coming through. Uh, we could just say like maybe like a sentence about each. How's that? We'll just yeah, trade off I maybe. Really know, I don't really know. T- like I, I don't know too I much about just, many yeah, of these Say who you know. Can, say who you know. Uh, well, we can start off with Note. He's uh, a free agent looking around. That entire Arrows team has kind of fallen to the wayside. Newt, you, I, whoever changed that. Well, I didn't I type it in. It. I didn't type <laughs> I, I didn't type note. I don't yeah, know who typed note. <laughs> Newt, I'm so sorry. He he doesn't troll any of the shit I give him. Coach uh, note, change the Coach name. Note. Uh, yeah, he um he's looking for a team again. He's been looking for a team almost after every single season. So, uh, best of luck to him. It's coaching <laughs> is a hard thing to do. It it is, and um, it just hasn't worked out for him yet in terms of that. Right. He definitely got his team into a pretty good standing, at least uh, to to, to be competitive in the matches that they were competitive in. But I guess the results not showing towards the end, especially up against Unjustified, most recently losing out in relegation and losing out on their place in ECL into advanced. Yeah, that's going to be a little bit of a a stinky situation for him. And and I I don't know if you said this while you were saying that, but all of Eros actually disbanding with that. Yeah. No, we'll get we'll get we'll get to them as yeah. well. You guys have a whole large players section here. Yeah. Um, the other coach that is looking for a team currently right now, at least coming off of the end of the season, there could be coaches that have been waiting for a while. Right. Um, Round Cube, I believe he coached Third Impact at one point or another. Um, I don't know what team he's from. I just remember. His yeah, he was from Levitate. Uh, he was from Levitate. Yeah, and they had a. Um, a pretty turbulent season in terms of the rosters, but they still managed to show a pretty decent showing towards the end of the season, having beaten out Touchpoint, like I had mentioned in the first bracket of the playoffs. So, I mean, definitely not bad, I would say. Like, I don't think that's a bad result from them. Um, but moving again into the future, they're they're going to need to see um, a little bit more, I guess, results moving into an, a new territory might just be better fit for him. So we'll see what he finds next, I guess. Yeah, and I uh, is that all the coaches that we got left then? Or? Yeah, I think so. Okay. We can move so, right into the, the juice. We've got the juice, the, the players, the ones that make the twitlongers, that make uh, everything coming forward that shows kind of where, where they're sitting. Um, we're going to start with a big name, J-Dubs. The biggest uh, of names, the man. biggest of names. He was recently given our MVP from the season for uh, his play. And um, after losing out, in the early rounds i don't think big chillin even made relegation i don't think they did i think they lost out in the lower bracket in like the first or second round of that they lost to unjustified gaming in loser round three which meant they did three, not qualify yeah. 
yeah, they did not qualify as a result. Because yeah, it was and- UIU and Kinship that played for that last relegation spot. But they, that, yeah. So Big Chillin didn't make the relegation tournament, which meant there was uh, not a lot left in that team, uh, unfortunately. So J-Dubs has left the team. Um, like we said, he's a great player. He's known to be a great player. I believe he was just playing with ATK in the Blast Premier um, tournament to, to get the NA qualifier. So that's been a thing. Yeah. Um, he had a he had a couple of decent games, but overall, I think the team kind of struggled a little more than they probably should have. Yeah, that's that's always one of the great things, I guess, about um, playoffs is it's just a different beast in terms of how the matches go. Uh, it's best of threes, first of all, versus the advanced uh, regular season just being best of one. So I don't know. It's it's definitely it's its own beast, and that has to be kind of put into. A, but yeah, Jadavs is a good player as well. We've had a uh, we have the uh, we have Flixie coming through um touch point is starting to rebuild after two seasons of not getting close even to uh getting to premiere i believe they lost they went 0-2 this time around um they've usually struggled I-, I found so it's it's a bit unfortunate from them uh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i was just gonna say definitely a little unfortunate i think that they were trying to find themselves like grouped together for a long enough time to where they would gel and mesh and find those results all together as a team and they definitely didn't look bad in the regular season. That would be a lie if I said that they looked like they were not going to make it to like the top four, because I thought that they were. I honestly thought they were going to make a pretty deep run. Um, yeah. But um, but like like you said, unfortunately, that they will fall a little bit short. And the team who didn't really fall short, but still is making it quite the rebuild, is Limitless, uh, having made those uh, relegation games, now have like three players who are on the way out. It's Sluggy, Mills, and Murph, and they will be retaining Atomic and Sezawana, and they'll be rebuilding that team. But Mills, the AWP in-game leader who for that team for that season, not really showing the best of his ability, as he said, as he mentioned in his uh, his Twitter post, um, definitely likes to think that he has a lot more to offer, a lot more to show, and I'd like to think so as well, uh, because I've seen him win advance before. So uh, I'd like to, to think that that's, that's the case. Um, and this case of Sluggy, experienced, talented, a um, little bit of a, a mental downer on Twitter sometimes, but we'll, <laughs> we'll have to hope that that uh, solves itself as he finds himself in maybe a little bit more comfortable with situation next season on. And Mirth is a player who I think is nuts. And I don't know anything about him other than the fact that I watch him and I think that he's nuts. So that's all I really got. <laughs> on yeah, I... Again, that that whole rebuild—they made it to relegation. I believe they went 0-2, which is so unfortunate. I, I, I definitely saw that team making a deep run in playoffs. They did, and they made it to the relegation battle. And unfortunately, they're just not able to get over the hump at the end, uh, which does spell the end of their season. And these are all really good players. Like I can see these guys going on to another team next season round that makes them uh, get once again to the playoffs, uh, pushing forward. Uh, speaking of a, another player that. Probably would have thought he would have been on a uh, playoff team coming forward. Irish, uh, big fan in the LCA Twitch chat. <laughs> his his takes were very interesting, we'll say. Um, good player. I've heard such good things from him from uh, other casters. Uh, talking to him has he's been fine. I I don't I don't really have anything bad to say about any of these players that are free agents. It's just kind of the nature of the game that they felt they needed to change a pace and they needed to change the scenery. So here they are on our, our board. Uh, we kind of just run through, honestly, at some yeah, point until the I players think... we can actually talk about in depth. Yeah. Well, we got Irish, we've got gone. We've got spec. We've got Coco. Stop me at any time. If you know any of these guys, uh, Jermaine hyena arcades, a good one that we can talk about actually. Cause he had a bit of a, 
he went against the grain in a way that I liked uh, in terms of right. his, his inter his interviews, exit interview with uh, Dust Two when they asked him the reason he left. Uh, he just, you know, he, he went off and he said, yeah, like I, this was not a good team situation in terms of the, the players. Uh, some had some egos they needed to get over some communication issues. Um, the spec is one of his teammates also who we have listed here. So that's yeah, interesting. So to you can see that the, the team in control, they did all right. They made playoffs, right? I believe so. I believe so. Yep. Yeah. They lost to UYU and Virio Pereira. Uh, no, they lost to limitless they lost oh limitless. actually funny enough arcade and spec the two players we have listed here those are the ones who listed citing that actually andrew has uh untenable and attitude problem on the there team there it is That's, yeah that was that was the uh the one yeah, um, so definitely interesting yeah but running down still yeah core bilinko fatality and i believe yeah it's uh fatality and sharky i i don't know any of these players um yeah i'll be honest they're yeah, they're just fraggers. They're definitely out there uh, looking for hire, guns for hire. But the, the, I guess the more interesting ones that we were just talking about is Eros. Yeah, so the whole roster has gone on notice. That is, uh, sorry, I'm losing my track here. Freshy, JT, Mythic, Omniscient, Razian, and Shutout. The entire team have put out there. Man, why can nobody pronounce Omniscient? Nobody can do it. Omnis omniscient? Were werewolf can't do omniscient? it. You can't do it. It's 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 a it's a nasal thing, I guess. I don't it's know. An interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting word. It's omniscient. A, <laughs> omniscient. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Omniscient. Oh, cool. do you want me to make it more English? I can go. Om omniscient. Om no, omniscient. no, no, no. We can, can talk like my grandmother. <laughs> well, yeah, I actually did. I actually did cast that matchup that they had lost out right before their disbandment um, against Unjustified Gaming, where they had won out on map number one, the map pick of Unjustified. Keep in mind, sixteen to seven on Inferno, probably like. <laughs> a really massive victory that should set you up for like this series right yeah and then come map number two unjustified run them over 16 to 13 on their map pick uh, i don't want to say run them over definitely not a run over but certainly on your map pick regardless you say you feel a little bit torn down maybe towards the end of that one after having one out so convincingly on the opponent's map pick um and then in the map three a 14 to 1 ct half from unjustified 14 to 1 against a former ECL team. Probably yeah. not the greatest of looks, and no offense, <laughs> not trash-talking. I like the way that they play their CS, having watched them for those first two maps. Very, very poorly put together Vertigo. And I hate to say it, but they kind of just looked like they didn't really know how to counter what was going on very basically on the side of Unjustified. Um, and Unjustified, in their own right, played a phenomenal game. I think three players ended up with above 80 ADR in that matchup. Cyrix just floating below. J.S. Feltner, the bottom fragger, which is never the case, I feel like. And Hitman had quite the showing in not only the end of the playoff season, but here in ECL relegation. It, Unjustified is a really good team. I think we need to put it that. But yeah, killing a roster is very, it's very uh, interesting. Uh, it's a painful thing to do. It's a painful thing to do. It's also kind of funny. It's like a, <laughs> a medal you can add to your chest to like, yeah. Where were you when we kill Eros? Where, Where were you when Eros was killed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's that's it in terms of the players that we've got right now. Um, I expect when we come back, we'll be roughly around the start of the next season. So by yeah. then, we'll see teams kind of being formed together. We can put together our, our top 16, maybe. We'll figure that out eventually. Yeah, we'll, we'll maybe we can have a little raise. fun. Maybe we can have a little bit of fun. Maybe a, maybe a Tony's team <laughs> a Tony on the team. horizon, perhaps, top, while these free agents... Top premier. 
top top yeah. uh, advanced team coming out of the free agents that you could have put together. Or maybe uh, like a maybe like a make a roster change that makes a team better or something like that. We can, we can, <laughs> sh- well, we'll figure. Just it like out. kick the shit out of somebody so that we can put in our own best player. Uh, <laughs> yeah, for real. But uh, that's that's actually almost gonna do it for me here today. Uh, I'm unfortunately, as Parks mentioned earlier on, feeling a little bit under the weather. So uh, I will take my leave for this portion of advance notice. But once uh, I am out, once I am off your screen, you'll have an interview with Gur. So I yeah, hope we, got, that. we still got plenty left to go. We've got Gurr. We've got a player that we want to mention in his player profile. I've got a final thing I want to talk about. And that's going to be the episode for this week. Um, so yeah, do definitely stay tuned. All right. So with Tony gone, uh, joining me now is Gurr. He used to play for Team Omega. Uh, they made it to the playoffs, of course, and then were quickly eliminated. Yeah, immediately. First two games, gone. Oh, two. I forgot what the exact score is, but you know, it's pretty yeah, sad. I can, I can pull it up real quick if you give me a second. Yeah, so you went 0-2 against Philadelphia Liberty and 0-2 against Unjustified Gaming. Honestly, both those teams made very deep uh, runs, so uh, hats off to them. But, like, you guys did all right in those matches, I think. I didn't really watch too Excuse me, I didn't watch too much of them. But um, I, I guess we can talk about the team a little bit more. You played with that core for a really long time um what was it like to have that stability of playing with that same group of people for so long that's something that, like na has missed for so long with so many of these teams uh we just ended up talking about free agents what's it what's it like being in a core group for so long yeah when it comes to na a lot of the teams just break down after like one or two seasons but with team omega i joined the roster back in season 34 i think and that was the only remaining player from that uh, team was Zebra, and then we brought in Luke K, um the next season, uh, and then us three have just been playing for the past um, like four or five seasons, I think. Um, yeah, uh, playing with that kind of roster or playing with that like stability, you just learn a lot together. You build an amazing chemistry, and you always your focus always is just focusing on um protocols a lot of teams in na just like the focus on intuition and just doing like the right play like like offhand but with a team like us we just find it very um important to come up with a lot of protocols for like every situation and that's something i'm gonna miss heavily uh leaving that team but yeah yeah Speaking uh are you guys making those plays, those protocols, what kind of a player are you? Um, what kind of roles did you play in that team? Like were you the entry? Were you uh an anchor of any sort? Like what what kind of did you cover while you were there? I uh, I think I first joined as an entry or like second in. And then we transitioned me back into like a supportive third slash lurker role. And on CT side, it's pretty much been the same throughout. I've just been an anchor. Um, I tried to transition into playing a more like rotator, like aggressive role, but they just thought I was like a really good anchor. Um, so they just told me to keep anchoring. And even though I was a pretty good like rotator too, they just wanted me to like some players like didn't feel comfortable anchoring so i, I was kind of like forced into those positions a little bit but i was happy because we were winning so it doesn't really matter at the end of the day if you're winning that's all that matters. yeah that's the uh did you ever feel like you could have done better if you were playing kind of what you liked more or, or was it just because you knew the team you knew you could handle being an anchor that kind of came through as i you know I, i'm gonna do this for the team just because i know we can make it work versus I want to I want to throw a fit and be the rotator. I want to be one of the guys that kind of gets in on the fight early. 
Yeah, um, I was just I was pretty calm about it. The only spot I really like wanted to keep was Cat and Mirage. Um, I did not like playing A Anchor. I, I could play like any other spot in Mirage. Like Mirage is my best map, and I mean since that's my best map, I can, I can A Anchor like pretty well. Um, but I was uncomfortable in the beginning, but I just sucked it up, and I was like, at the end of the day, if we're winning, that's all that matters, you know? Right. Yeah. No. Exactly. That's that sounds great. So, um. I believe at the end of the season, you said you put out a tweet longer. Uh, that might not have been you. There's been plenty of tweet longers in the last few weeks. Uh, you saying you were taking a break from competitive CS. Uh, is that that's just kind of a burnout of this of the whole thing, or do you just need to take a step back, kind of find your love for the game again? What what what's kind of going on with that? So my tweet longer was, it was kind of a weird tweet longer. I I initially started that um, I think towards the end of the season, like before playoffs and before I even thought about taking a break. I just wanted to express my gratitude for my teammates. Um, just, you know, I, I wanted to release it before playoffs. So, like, when we went into playoffs, um, we were, like, really, like, in a good mood. Because I, I try to, like, extensively, like, write how much I love my teammates. Uh, I think that, like, that sort of camaraderie is not uh, found in a lot of other advanced themes. Uh, I feel like there's a lot of egos, but I could be wrong. It's kind of like outside perspective. Uh, a lot of teams like break up after each season. So whether or not it's an ego or just like them trying to go their own way, that's really up for speculation. Yeah. Um, but I I realized I wanted to take a break or like I felt like I was a little burnt out towards the end of our first game in playoffs. I, uh, I felt as if um, I'm constantly trying to compare myself to the old me. And I just felt as if um, I wasn't living up to expectations of me because uh, regular season, I had a pretty sizable amount of ADR and stats aren't everything in a player. Don't get me wrong. But when you're like getting gratified, like from your numbers and stats, it kind of builds something like inside of you. I don't want to say an ego because I, I kind of valued myself pretty lowly on the team, but I, I was more so like I have... I, I guess I just gave myself a lot of performance anxiety coming into playoffs. I felt like I had to play really well in order for us to um, make it, but that's very egotistical. Um, but despite that, I had a lot of like mental health issues um, like in the middle of the season, mm-hmm. uh, not to like laugh about it or like make light of it, but my best friend who got me into CSGO like eight years ago, like nine years ago, Yeah. Um, he took his own life in the middle of the season which is not easy and i try to just like i want to say like put it aside but i was trying to just focus on cs and just like focus on my own game and not have it like affect me like it's it's kind of i maybe i should have like taken like a like a week break or something but i i felt like i just needed to play yeah and so now you're taking that break you're 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 taking your time to sort i don't want to say sort yourself out you're taking you're taking your time more to, to find yourself again i guess after that whole season kind of ended and now you're 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 moving into a different kind of state after the end of the season yeah i uh i think that's right yeah yeah so um i guess there's, there's no really a timeline for you to come back then that, that was going to be a question like when do you feel like you're going to come back that's whenever you're you're ready to go again i guess um in terms of feeling like yourself feeling like somebody who can pull 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 their weight again on a team who feels comfortable being with a new team um because i'm guessing that's what's going to happen now with uh team omega they're going to move on and find more players and what have you so no definitely i think i wish you the best of luck in terms of that 
Um, Thank you. Yeah, it's it's it is one of those things that it sucks that it happens, and you never wish that on anybody, even you know the the people around you uh, when something like that happens. So, best best of luck to you with all that, and uh, we've got a few more things to get through for sure. Uh, if you want to be around for that, um, yeah, for sure. Got, we got a player profile. You actually would know this player because you played up against them. Uh, somebody who is on a team that made a deep run this time around. Uh, it is Andrew Tender C from Philadelphia Liberty. Uh, he started playing in season 33. Uh, over the season, the regular season, he had 76.98 ADR and a 10.16 RWS over uh, the regular season. I didn't, I couldn't grab stats from the playoffs at the time just because they were still in a run. Um, his best result came up against a team called Sinister. Uh, he went 21 and 12, 105 ADR in that match, 18.73 RWS. What was it like playing up against Philadelphia Liberty and, and Andrew, our uh, tender? Uh, Philadelphia Liberty was an interesting matchup for us. Um, we predicted all of the right maps and all the right videos, and um, we just couldn't like get the ball going on either side or either map. Um, on Dust 2, it was especially hard for us. I think that was our map pick, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but for Tender, uh, when I'm in the server, I, I don't like think of like any other player on another team. I kind of just play my game, and uh, it works for me pretty well. But um, yeah, I the only play I remember from the enemy team um, was just too easy, just too easy's one v four on us two. That yeah. was I I rewatched it. Oh, from his point of view, and I thought that was like incredibly like talented like he is it was just too easy for him i guess <laughs> yeah i think that was your matchup against uh unjustified oh oh yeah, yeah. you're right oh my god <laughs> you're... don't worry man the days have blended the last few ones here no yeah. problem with that. sorry sorry yeah. no it's you know what you remember the play you remembered him i remember one player i remember one player <laughs> too much <laughs> oh my god i'm sorry no all good uh yeah tender is a player to look out for next season of course um i don't believe they're in relegation right now the relegation no they didn't make I it think... that did they make it that far yeah they I did thought... so they would yeah. be in uh the relegation journey. i i don't know what's happening with that i i've barely been awake the last two days i'll be honest it's been uh <laughs> it's been a lot of school okay. for sure um i guess the last thing that we can kind of touch on and this one is actually gonna be interesting more so towards the player side of of it uh we got things i think i think so this is the section where I like to talk about something that kind of pops up into my head. Something that, you know, just kind of, it's something it's something I like to, to reminisce about to consider as, as I go forward here. Uh, and today, this time around, it is Stanislaus quit longer. Uh, it makes me believe that there will be some trickle down as pro careers start to wind down. Stanislaus, of course, playing for B-Hop Esports. Uh, they are in the relegation tournament right now, actually fighting for their tournament lives as to whether they'll get relegated from uh, ECL into advance or not. Um, a player that they is for sure off that roster at the end of the season will be Delta Nine. Um, yeah. but for sure, hearing that a pro like him is fine or accepting of the fact that yeah, you're gonna need to start from near square one again in terms of the scene. If it's in advance, he's gonna try and rebuild that roster, get them back into ECL. If it's an ECL, they gotta find a new player to pick up, an advanced player. They he said he was looking at. He's looking at. Uh, anyone and everyone he's kept his eye on the scene uh so that kind of trickle down is really nice is, is that something that you guys consider when uh you're looking towards uh, i don't know if you've ever gotten offers from ecl teams um but 
whenever a, a team kind of comes looking as like, hey, like I'd be really interested in uh, in trying you out for our team and potentially uh, making a push for playoffs or for ECL with you. Um, yeah, just talk about the, like the the him going down to like a like a lower, I guess, quote unquote, lower tier team. Yeah. Uh, I think that's really cool. I think it takes a lot of like, um, it, it takes a lot of I can't think of maturity to push past uh, push past the pride yeah and just play with just your friends try to find your confidence again as you mentioned in the twit longer i thought that was really cool of him um because na is played by egos and for him to uh, him especially like a big figure in the na community to just say like hey i'm putting my ego aside and playing with a bit of worse um teammates to try to just find myself again and try to get back to where i was and I think that's really cool, and I think that's very healthy for the scene. Um, and if you notice, I also quote tweeted it. And uh, did I quote tweet <laughs> it? Yeah, I quote tweeted it, and I said uh, I'd be, I'd be down to come back for the right team. The right yeah. team meaning mo- mo- like mainly uh, salary. Yeah. Because um, I uh, money is kind of hard from where I am right now. I, um, yeah. So I'm trying to take a step back for that two reasons. Uh, I'm kind of taking a break, and then the third thing. I have not gotten an offer from an ECL team, unfortunately, <laughs> but I did get an interesting offer that will um, satisfy one half of my needs, I guess, or like what I want. Right. So, yeah. But yeah, I definitely, I like, I like how you mentioned his maturity in terms of him knowing that maybe it's not, he's not health, he's not in a good spot in terms of the pro league side. He needs to kind of find himself again. He needs to, I know players talk about this a lot. Like they lose their passion for the game because they're just doing it day in, day out. So part of that might just be, he needs his passion back for this game. And that that's kind of where he's sitting at in terms of um, doing it all. So it's nice to see from him and who who knows it when whoever picks up, they're definitely gonna get a wealth of knowledge from him because he is so well-traveled and because he's done, he's been there, done that. Like you think about E-League, the man uh, took optic to a win that long ago. And he did so much for other teams as well. It's, it's a, it's a crazy thing to consider how well traveled he is versus now where he is. It's kind of like an Adren story where Adren kind of, when he wasn't coaching team liquid, he was playing with mythic and he wasn't so much imparting his wisdom upon that team. Cause it was made up of Lex and uh, anger and flom who are experienced oh, yeah. veterans themselves. But it's still that, that, that understanding that they can, go down a level or a few levels even and still have impact within the scene which is which is really cool yeah for sure it's yeah very respectful so uh that that's actually going to be it for this episode of course uh we're going to wish tony well as he gets better hopefully from his chest pains and thank you very much gear for coming coming on uh it was a little bit of a of a wait to get you in here but we eventually all figured it out so uh any shout outs you got for anyone uh well, yeah thanks for having me and uh sure shout out to uh atomic shout out to my wonderful girlfriend amber who's gonna watch this whole thing like always <laughs> um and then shout out to zebra and luke and talon for being super understanding and my decision to step down and mellow i guess yeah no thank you to all those people and again thank you to lca thank you to monroe's cookies for their amazing sponsorship uh, if you haven't had a chance to look, make sure you go and do the checkout code LCA05, 5% off your order. Uh, USA only available, which will eternally curse me because I live in Canada. Other than that, that is it. Thank you very much for watching and have a good night. Awesome. Awesome.